you're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hey guys, you're very welcome along to the OTI Week 6 NFL Preview. Boop, 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 boop. We're in order together, DJ. Yeah, Colin, great being back in the studio together. <laughs> yeah, old, uh, usually doing it via Skype or over the phone, so good to have it here now that we're both together getting ready, maybe watching a bit of Thursday Night Football, so should be fun to, to talk through all the rest of the Week 6 games before getting to watch that. Yeah, Colin, really looking forward to Week 6 and hoping that my New England Patriots can continue their form from last week and banish the demons of the game against the Chiefs. Yeah, hoping, DJ, I think you think uh, that was a bit of a turning point for the team, so I know you're looking forward to this week's action to see if they can get a result against the Buffalo Bills. We'll be talking about that and all the other games coming up very shortly. We're also going to be joined on today's show by Pat Murray, kicker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the official kicker of the OTI podcast. We'll be talking to him later on about their game coming up this weekend, about the Baltimore Ravens and how he's got on since he came into the NFL this season. So looking forward to bringing that to you in just a little while. But as we always start the show, quick shout out to our friends at Last Word on Sport who help spread the word of Overtime Ireland each and every week via their website, via their Twitter. You can find us on their Last Word on Sport radio network and you can find their Twitter handle online on Twitter, obviously. And that is at Last Word on Sport. Their website is lastwordonsports.com. Another great website to check out, DJ, and that is... OvertimeIreland.com yeah, that's our site, OvertimeIreland.com. And on that now, as well as the great articles that go up each and every week, as well as the podcast that you're listening to right now, we've now linked up with Paddy Power, and you can get some great exclusive betting opportunities through the website. You can find our link to them on the right-hand side of the screen, and click that. It gives you some information about matched free bets and matching deposits up to €250 Euro and £250 and so on, some free bet offers as well. So be sure and check that out. That's just at the right-hand side of our page. As always, DJ, we do use them a few seconds at the start of each and every show to plug our website, other people's websites and so on. But be sure as well, if you are listening to the show, thank you again for downloading. Be sure and keep spreading the word of Overtime Ireland. As we are just independent on our own, we have no backing. Every word that you spread online via social media, tell your friends about us, helps dramatically increase our audience. So thanks to everyone who's doing that. Please do keep up the great work in doing so. And I'm sure you're tired of me rambling on, as I can see DJ's expression here sitting beside me is tired of me rambling on. He wants to talk about the NFL Week 6 games, and I'm having a wild guess that, DJ, you're going to start with the New England Patriots. Yeah, Colin, nowhere else to start in Week 6. Well, if you want to watch exciting games, there's nowhere else to start in Week 6. Yes, I agree. The Green Bay Packers game would be the one to start with. Yeah, and moving on there... <laughs> Want to know who's going to win every NFL game this weekend? It's time for the OTI Weekend Preview. New England taking on Buffalo Bills this weekend. Buffalo Bills have actually surprised me at the start of the season. I didn't think they'd be playing as well as they are, but they've been performing quite well this season, and it's going to be a closer game than I think a lot of people are expecting. I think the Patriots probably win by around a field goal in this game, but Every point counts, so... The one thing, DJ, up in Buffalo, they actually have started to build themselves a little bit of a home field advantage there, and they've been very good at home. Obviously, they lost to San Diego at home, and that was a, a bad result for them, but 
you know, going on the grand scheme of things, a lot, a lot, a long way ahead of uh, where people thought they'd be at this stage of the season. EJ Manuel, obviously, no longer the starting quarterback there. Kyle Orton in the start, and I would say you'd rather be facing EJ Manuel this week, even though you know Kyle Orton's not really the top slant of uh, NFL quarterbacks, but he's certainly capable of getting the job done. He done that last week, got them over the line against Detroit and Detroit. So big win for the Bills last week. They'll be riding high off that, and they'll be really trying to you know. If they want to have any hope of getting a result in this division this year, winning this division, they'll need to beat the New England Patriots this weekend. I think uh, you know win your home games and try and get a few wins on the road. So a big, big game coming up here in division, and I know it's one day you'll have a keen eye on. But I think uh, the the Patriots really showed that you know that was possibly a you know a milestone moment for them in this season, turning the corner and had a, a weak start to the season. But I think uh, overall the Patriots here trying to get Gronkowski a little bit more of the ball. I think they'll try and run the ball a little bit more. But the, the Bills' defense is uh, no easy no easy team to get the ball through. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this game turns out. And as you mentioned, DJ, it's going to be close. It's going to be closer than people expect. But I think uh, the Patriots, if they can perform like they did on Sunday Night Football last week against the Bengals, they're they're going to step up to the plate and they're going to get a win here. And if, obviously, if they play like they did against the Kansas City Chiefs, maybe we'll see them getting a loss here. But uh, I'm just going to go with a, a win here for the Patriots. You mentioned a field goal. I'm going to stretch it out a little bit more. I think it's going to be close the whole way through but I think the Patriots towards the end maybe in the fourth quarter just you know get a, a touchdown and stretch that lead so I'm going to give them you know around a seven to ten point win here but should be a very very physical close game between the, the two division rivals well one stat column that I hope doesn't change in week six and that's Tom Brady hasn't lost back-to-back divisional contests since 2006 and hopefully that record will be carried on for another few years yet he has a good record uh, in division, obviously, and you can obviously tell that by the amount of times the Patriots have won this division. So you're obviously going to stick to the Patriots' line and hope that they win this game. And uh, I think I'm going to have to agree with you here on this, and it's going to be a win for the New England Patriots. Next game update, and that is the Cincinnati Bengals, who you've seen quite a bit off this week, and you're quite happy with how they played this week, I believe. But <laughs> a lot of the Bengals fans weren't too happy, and they'll be hoping for a big, big response here for them against the Carolina Panthers this week. Carolina last week had a, a come from behind win against the Chicago Bears, and you know they got got it done late on. Their their running game's in a bit of a situation at the moment with the injuries at the running back position, but it's going to be a big, big uh, kind of bounce back game here for the Cincinnati Bengals, I believe. And you know they have a sensational home record. I think they're eleven and zero in the last eleven games at home in the regular season, so a great record at home. And I, I believe this is another one they're going to win. I think they'll they'll win it by more than a touchdown in the end, and. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough day at the office for the Carolina Panthers, but Panthers have shown some fight this season and games kind of that I've expected them to lose. They've won games I've expected them to win. They've lost, so I'm not reading the Panthers too well this this season, but I think the Bengals are going to have to bounce back in this one. Obviously, AJ Green being out is actually a really, really low for them, so I know I, I really kind of went in at the start said they were going to win this game, and uh, thinking now with AJ Green out, it might, it might be a little bit harder for them, but I'll stick to my guns and I'll go for a, a Bengals win. Yeah, Colin... I think even with AJ Green missing, the Bengals might have enough to beat the Panthers in Week 6. Two alarming facts for the Carolina Panthers. Their red zone defense is the worst in football. I'm sure New York Jets fans will be delighted to hear that. And the run game is ranked 30th in the NFL. Yeah, did you mention there are the issues with their running backs? You know, a lot of a lot of them down injured at the moment. D'Angelo Williams out uh, among the rest of them. Basically, the whole squad of running backs is out. And Cam Newton, as we know, had that ankle surgery in the off season. He's a bit 
You know, he's not 100% from it. We see him limping about in the field sometimes. So he's not rushing the ball as much as he usually would either. So we can see that there's kind of when those numbers have come about. Tom, another game that's going to be quite close this week, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Cleveland Browns. And one stat that Pittsburgh Steelers fans will be very interested in, and that is that Big Ben Roethlisberger has an 18-1 record against the Browns. And that's the best winning percentage against any single team by a quarterback since 1950. Yeah, quite impressive there, DJ. Going all the way back to 1950. I don't think we had the NFL Network, and we certainly didn't have the Overtime Ireland podcast back then, but uh, very, very impressive. But in division, you can never count anything for granted in the NFL, I suppose, from week to week. You can never really count anything out, and the Cleveland Browns have been better than advertised, as we mentioned with the Buffalo Bills. You know, people thought we might see Johnny Manziel at this stage. No sign of that happening. Brian Hoyer's playing quite well. Big come from behind win last week against the Tennessee Titans. But I think, uh, you know, they really read their luck there towards the end of that game. They were 25 points behind. So I think we're going to see the Steelers keep it. It will be relatively close. But I think the Steelers are going to have enough to get to get it over the line. I think Joe Hayden might be out this week as well for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, looks that way at the moment anyway. So... If he's out, it's going to give another advantage and it's going to be tough to cover Antonio Bryan the whole game. Heath Miller starting to play better and obviously then you have Le'Veon Bell in the backfield and the playmaking ability, DJ, as you mentioned, the man there with a the great record and that is Ben Roethlisberger. So I think we're going to give a win here, DJ, by around a field goal to the whole touchdown to to the Pittsburgh Steelers in Cleveland. Come the next game's the one that you've been looking forward to since the start of the show and that's the Green Bay Packers taking on the Miami Dolphins and I was looking at NFL.com earlier and one of their writers commented that Aaron Rodgers is hotter than Brooklyn Decker in a University <laughs> of North Texas tracksuit. <laughs> Anybody wants to explain that one to me on Twitter? Uh, well, maybe after the show we'll see DJ going straight to the computer to, to Google Brooklyn Decker. But uh, overall, uh, Aaron Rodgers at the moment, I won't, reg- I won't talk on his uh, hotness, but I'll talk on his performance level and uh, he's been sensational over the last two weeks. He had a, quite a good game last week, DJ, against the Vikings. I know he's one of your quarterbacks in one of your leagues, and you were talking about he didn't put up that many points, but the fact was that he was taken out in the third quarter because he had the game all tied up against the Vikings. He also, really, every time he threw the ball, was either for a touchdown or a long game. So kept it going between him and Eddie Lacy. moved the ball very well, and a very, very impressive win for them last week. But the, the Vikings were kind of, no other word to put it, they were very poor, and the game was over kind of well before halftime. So the Packers are going in here... They're obviously coming off Thursday night football, which kind of takes away from the advantage that the Miami Dolphins have off the bye week. They come back from London, but the Packers then didn't play last Sunday. They had the extra days to recover, so kind of kind of level on that front. They're heading to Miami. It's going to be a big test for the Packers. They've had uh, a few good wins in a row, but I think if you can go into Soldier Field and win against the Chicago Bears, you should be able to go to Miami and beat the Miami Dolphins. And we'll see. Tannehill was very good in Wembley when he was over in London against the the Oakland Raiders, but. I think he's going to find it just a little bit too tough going up against the Packers. Well, well, that's what I'm certainly hoping for anyway. So let's go all out, DJ, and give the Packers a 7-point to 10-point win. Go, Pack, go. Yeah, you mentioned the Minnesota Vikings there, Colin. Probably making more news off the field than on the field, but we'll discuss that more later on. They take on the Detroit Lions without Calvin Johnson this week. Yeah, it looks like Calvin's going to miss out, DJ, and I know a lot of fantasy football fans will be bit disappointed about that but they'll be very disappointed with his performance in the last two weeks he's had the injury you know to his ankle 
and it's been an issue for him over the past few weeks but uh, he has played and hasn't really put up any numbers I think he's had been held to three catches I think DJ over the last two games so probably best things for, for all parties involved fantasy football fans the Detroit Lions fans the Detroit Lions and so on but you know they can't afford to lose many more games they, they lost a poor game last week in the end to the Buffalo Bills in Detroit in their home stadium so they can't just go around you know letting games slip out of hand but Golden Tate stepped up big for them last week and I think he's going to be the man to go to again they're playing the Vikings in division and uh, Teddy Bridgewater says that he's 100% so look for Teddy Bridgewater to step back into the fold again for his second start as a rookie the Vikings have scored at least 22 points in 14 of their last 16 home games against the Lions so we'll see them probably getting around three touchdowns in this game and we'll see the Detroit Lions probably getting in around the same so Look for a relatively low-scoring game because Calvin and Benite, I think they're going to try and run the ball. They have a few running backs out too, DJ, so looks like Reggie Bush is going to miss out as well. So it's not not all going to plan at the moment for the Detroit Lions after starting quite well, winning against the Packers on Thursday night football. So, But I'm going here, DJ, for a Minnesota Vikings uh, a narrow win. But you mentioned, DJ, the Vikings aren't going as well off the pitch as they are on the pitch, and I guess we could argue that they're not going that well on the pitch either, but big news uh, with Adrian Peterson and you know his possible bail being cancelled yeah Colm the prosecution are really trying to ensure that Adrian Peterson ends up in jail whether it's for a child abuse he's accused for or seemingly he has now admitted that he smoked a little weed which c- means he could fail a court order drugs test yeah it's unfortunate this obviously the, the legal process has to take its, has to take its uh, you know due diligence sort of you want to call it but you know Peterson the face of the franchise up until this time say six weeks ago less than six weeks ago DJ when I when I was in holidays in America that's all broke but the situation is not looking positive for him at the moment and you know he could end up being in jail up until the trial so there's a he was in court over the last week and uh, I believe the 1st of December DJ might have been set as the the next trial here and which is your birthday so something for you to look forward to in your birthday will be the, the latest news on Adrian Peterson but as an NFL fan, you want to see Adrian Peterson playing, but I suppose when it comes to the, the court case and you know anything involving uh, abuse of uh, children and so on, the same as any other domestic violence charges, I think uh, the NFL is doing the right thing by having them away from the team, having them away from the facility, and it's another one of, if he wasn't Adrian Peterson, would he have been cut by the Vikings? But more news coming out, DJ, and it's obviously not good news for AP. Yeah, Colin, getting back into the week 6 action and normally we have a OTI lock of the week for this one I think it's going to be the OTI blowout of the week and I think <laughs> if you're going to sign up to the deal with Paddy Power I would highly recommend you put your money on this game this possibly a lock of the week contender for DJ I guess it's the Denver Broncos taking on the zero points in week 5 New York Jets dint 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 Bringing back future Hall of Famer Geno Smith. <laughs> well, speaking of future Hall of Famers, we have Eli Manning in this, and uh, I tried to do a little sound there by myself to Eli Manning. Where am I going? Right stadium, wrong name. Peyton Manning. With Peyton Manning coming in here as a future Hall of Famer, and DJ was trying to do a little intro bit of music there to, to go into one of my mind-blowing stats here, and how about this one? The worst three losses of Peyton Manning's career have all come in East Rutherford, whether it be at... The Meadowlands are just being at the Giants Stadium, which was the old Meadowlands, which was just next door to where the stadium is now. He lost with the Colts to the Jets 41-0 to in 2002, 44-6 in 1998, 
And then, of course, they got blown out by the Seahawks this February. So, not been good times there for uh, Peyton. Uh, three of his worst losses of his career all coming there. So, DJ, is that their uh, cause of uh, pleasure for the Jets this weekend? Well, Carl, I'm not blowing this game out of all proportions, but I think Peyton Manning could wear a blindfold this week and still probably put... 35 points on the board against the Jets. Well, if you're going for that, here's another stat for you. Peyton Manning only needs five touchdowns to tie Brett Favre's record of 500 net touchdown passes. We've seen him going to 500 last week. Can Peyton Manning break his touchdown record this week? I think he will break that record <laughs> in week week six, Colin. Well, I'd be saying probably more week seven or week eight, but he's just going for an absolute annihilation of the Jets here. And after last week's performance, who can be surprised? But I'm expecting a bounce-back performance from them, but I don't think it'll be enough to beat the Denver Broncos, who are in full flight. Demarius Thomas looked excellent last week against the Arizona Cardinals, and Peyton Manning had a good game as well, even though he had a few interceptions. I think uh, the Jets' secondary was really exposed by Philip Rivers, and although Philip Rivers is having a very, very good season, I think if you've Peyton Manning at the line of scrimmage, he's really going to take advantage of any of the deficiencies that he sees. So... Look for big games from Emmanuel Sanders going deep down the line. Look for Julius Thomas and obviously look for Demarius Thomas to do his thing again. The big issue this week for them is that running back and who starts for them with Monty Ball missing the game. But I think overall uh, it's going to be a win here for the Denver Broncos and quite a convincing win at that. Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on Baltimore Ravens in week six, Callum. Yeah, DJ, I suppose we'll be talking to Pat now shortly towards the end of the show talking about this game, but uh, we have... The Baltimore Ravens heading in disappointing loss in overtime, which I talked to Pat with that you'll hear very shortly. But they lost in overtime last week, DJ, to the New Orleans Saints. It was a tough loss for the team. And I think this week they're going to try and bounce back at home. Baltimore, they had chances to win that game, DJ, against Indianapolis. But overall, I think they, they disappointed. Uh, Indianapolis had a few turnovers in the red zone and so on. So it could have been a bigger win for Andrew Luck and the team. But I'm going to give a win here to the Bucks. They won against the Steelers on the road. They really pushed the, the Saints to the limit last week. I'm going to give them a home win here. They've had two road games. They're coming home. I think uh, that that's going to be a big advantage for them. And I think the, the crowd's going to be really up for trying to get behind the team. And they're going to need a win, you know, to keep their season alive. So I'm going to give a, a win here to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to give Pat Murray a few long-range field goals to put over. And uh, overall, I think Mike Lynn's the best option for the team there, a quarterback. And I think he's done a good job over the last two weeks. So I think uh, a win here for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and a relatively close one. But let's say we go... 28-24 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Colin, speaking of close games, I think this next one's definitely going to be close. That's the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 0-5, taking on the Tennessee Titans. Could this be the week that Jacksonville finally get a win on the board? I'm fairly sure that Stevie Highland is probably sick listening to me mentioning Jags' losses, so Stevie, hopefully this can be the week. Yeah, well, uh, Marquise Lee returned to practice after missing the game with Pittsburgh, but I think on the on the grand scheme of things, going on the road, Tennessee DJ has to be hurting after that result last week. You know, 25 points up to the Cleveland Browns and lose by a point at home. I think you're looking here, DJ, for a win for the Tennessee Titans. And I think uh, it's going to be a very, very narrow one at that. But we're talking a lot of narrow games this week, DJ, more so than I expected looking through the, the slate of games. But just when we're talking about them now, I think it's going to be a narrow win here at home for the for the Titans and you know they'll really need to respond after after last week's performance, and I think I think they do that. Uh, the big issue here is obviously Jake Locker. Jake Locker, if he plays, will help them immensely. But the thing is that he didn't practice so far this week, so it's looking looking like he mightn't play. So you know you could have Charlie Whitehorse back in there, but I'm going for a, a very very narrow win here, and we'll 
both teams actually are going to go for scoring under 20 points in this game so a very very low scoring win for the Titans and I know uh, I like what Blake Bartles has done in certain games but I just I think they're in a, in a spot here where I think the Titans are just going to be out for revenge and get that win so 0-6 unfortunately for Stevie Howell and the Jacksonville Jaguars Come, you mentioned we've talked about a lot of close games let's talk about one that's going to be not so close well, I don't think it's going to be very close and that's Philip Rivers and San Diego Chargers taking on the Oakland Raiders this week I think San Diego carry on their good form this season well, they've sang it on a few shows uh, this season, so I guess I'll go for it again. San Diego Superchargers. And I'd say they don't even have to be super this weekend, DJ, to win the game. They can just be the, the plain old San Diego Chargers, but I expect them to get a big one here on the road. Philip Rivers has gone four straight games with a passer rating over 120, which is an NFL record. Obviously, a minimum of 20 attempts per game for that, but... He's he's really flying through the through the start of the season. Very very impressive, and he's on a kind of MVP like run at the moment. Whether that continues or not is another thing to be seen. They've had a lot of injuries on that offensive line, and a lot of injuries at running back. But they've they've kept it going. Brandon Oliver's likely to get a good bit of action this week along with Donald Brown. So I think they're going to go down there. I think they're going to win. Obviously, Oakland new head coach or interim head coach with them. Derek Carr's back in the frame again, and they had a disappointing loss in Wembley, but they're back now at home and. They'll be looking to, to try and get a win. So we have a few teams here, DJ, you know, with uh, poor records at the moment, and a lot of them kind of they're starting to get to the stage now where if they don't get a game or two under their belts with wins, season's all but over for them. Here come the Washington Redskins are another team that that could be applied to, and they take on the Arizona Cardinals this week. And Arizona have had a number of quarterbacks in recent weeks. Yeah, well, we've had Logan Thomas, we've had Carson Palmer. We've had Drew Stanton. Who will we see next? Bruce Arians stepping in there himself at quarterback. Tim Tebow making a comeback. <laughs> Super Tim on the way. But overall, DJ, I think uh, Cardinals have been good. But Calais Campbell going down can't be underestimated as an injury. They've had a few injury issues, obviously, and the quarterback's another one. Carson Palmer, though, looks to be you know starting to get closer. There seems to be light at the end of the tunnel with regards to him starting. I'm really hoping he starts playing again soon because... I have Malcolm Floyd in a few leagues, DJ, and his uh, fantasy value has really taken a hit since uh, Carson Palmer came out of the out of the team. You know, a lot of deep balls are necessary for him to to be at his productive best. So, hoping he gets back soon. But I don't. I think they'll just. I think it'll be too short this weekend for him to get back into the action. But I'm going here, DJ, for a win for them. You mentioned there the the Washington Redskins need to start getting wins. I think with the way that division is lined up, with the points the other teams have already on the board, I think I think it's already slipped away from them. And they've they have a relatively tough schedule coming up, so I'm going to give a win here for the Arizona Cardinals, giving them in and around a field goal win. I think it's going to be close to the end, and this is one DJ where if Carson Palmer doesn't start, if Drew Stanton doesn't start, I think Logan Thomas could struggle uh, a little bit. And I think if if that is the case, I'm going to go on who's playing a quarterback. The Redskins get the win. If it's Logan Thomas, if it's Stanton or Palmer, I'm giving a win here for the Arizona Cardinals. Talk about sitting on the fence. Come the Chicago Bears taking on the Atlanta Falcons this week. Will the Falcons be able to stop Matt Forte, Brandon Marshall and Martellus Bennett from putting up big scores in this game? Do you think the simple answer there is probably no because the secondary has been atrocious. The, the defence in general hasn't been good for them and Matt Forte has been having a good few weeks but... I think he's going to have a huge, huge game here. I think Marshall will probably get into a stride too, but 
it's at home here, DJ. We've seen Matt Ryan on the road. We've seen Matt Ryan at home, and at home he is twice the quarterback he is on the road. I expect a big day for him here, a big day for Julio Jones, and I think uh, the rest of the team in general will have a good game outside of the defence, which will probably have a terrible game. So indoors in Atlanta, I think I'm going to give a win here to the Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to give them a touchdown win, but I think it's going to be a very, very high-scoring game, and I would say I wouldn't be surprised if both teams go over 30 points in this one. Jay Cutler will put up good numbers, but again as Jay Cutler likes to do I'd imagine an interception or so along the way so I'm going to give a win here to the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan and gets this team kind of back on track because their division Saints on a bye week this week all important win needed for them and the Bears haven't really impressed me over the last few weeks to be honest throwing away that late, late game again last week against the Panthers very exciting game Colin on Sunday night the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Cowboys looking to go to five and one, and the Seahawks looking to go to four and one. Is this going to come down to a battle of the quarterbacks? Could do, DJ. If it comes down to the battle of the quarterbacks, as much of a Tony Romo fan as I am at times, uh, I'm going to have to give the quarterback win there to Russell Wilson. He's just been playing outstanding this season, in particular against the Redskins during the week. There, a very very impressive game from him. I think DJ the Cowboys defence is really overperforming at the moment and I don't know how long that's going to continue. I think uh, as little as the UK Cowboys fans and the rest of their crew would want to hear Brett Loveday and so on that are in constant touch with us on Twitter, I don't think uh, it's going to be a good weekend for them this week in the, the Dallas Cowboys. I think the defence will get a little bit exposed in this one. Not too many teams go up there and get a win. We've seen with my Packers DJ on opening night, you know, they were disposed of fairly convincingly and I think uh, the similar thing will happen here. I think the Seahawks get a big win against the Cowboys at home, and Russell Wilson's record at home uh, as a starter is absolutely ridiculous. Only one loss coming against the Arizona Cardinals last year, so big win coming here, and uh, I think I'm going to go for a bigger than a 10-point win for them, but I think the Cowboys will stick with them for quite some time, but I think it'll be down to the offense more than the defense, and at some stage, DJ, they're going to have to take the ball out of DeMarco Murray's hands he's getting a lot a lot of runs with the ball at the moment and you know how physical the Seahawks are I think he could take a lot of hits in this game so interesting to see the strategies of the Cowboys in particular but going to give a win here for the Seattle Seahawks two more games DJ to run through we have the New York Giants and Eli Manning facing the Philadelphia Eagles the Eagles have been getting wins each and every week DJ but in rather unimpressive fashion it's mostly down to the defence and special teams that they're picking up the points on the board over the last few weeks and Lots of offensive injuries, the offensive lines, a bit of a mess at the moment with injuries and they're, they're struggling in general. But sign of a good team, DJ's winning when you're not playing all that well. So maybe if they round into form, it'll all start to kick on for them. But big division game here, DJ. The Giants, people weren't expecting them to be going this well after the first few weeks of the season. A nice few big performances for them. Odell Beckham Jr. had a big game last week, catching his first touchdown in his first game in the NFL. So the Giants, lots to like about them. The Eagles... Not so much going too well at the moment, actually, the, the defences and that there, but I think it'll all have to come in. Hopefully their offensive line will get healthy and, and help them improve. But how do you see this one going down in Philadelphia? Well, Colm, hopefully there'll be another few touchdowns by the Eagles' defence in week six, mainly because I have the Eagles' defence in <laughs> fantasy leagues and they actually helped me win one of my games last week by giving me a nice... 24 points which was more than three players combined had got me that was mainly because Jimmy Graham got injured but it's clear to see Colin when you look at the two quarterbacks Nick Foles 8 touchdowns so far this season Eli Manning with 11 but 
the Eagles have a four and one record and the Giants have three and two, so it's just showing you how much the Eagles defence has played a key role in their success so far. Yeah, indeed the defence obviously carries you a long way in the NFL, but one thing I thought I wouldn't be saying, I mentioned I didn't think I'd be saying that the, the Bills were, you know, going as good as they are at the moment. I didn't think I'd be saying the Browns were kinda of in a better situation than they are, but I didn't think the New York Giants were going to be one of the funnest teams to watch in the NFL, but I watched that game last week against the Falcons and they really impressed me, so looking forward to seeing how this game goes, and I think Chip Kelly will be trying to get all things going again, and I think overall the Giants will be trying to continue on the roll they're on, so it should be a fun game to watch this one, but I'm going to give a win here, DJ, on the road to the New York Giants. Very, very narrow win, I think. We'll see it going down to the very end, and it'll be won by the Giants with a with a kick off a field goal with time expiring so there's a bit of a bold prediction for that game last game on the cards now DJ San Francisco 49ers taking on the St. Louis Rams in St. Louis can Austin Davis lead the Rams to victory no plain and simple I'd I'd like to see him do it because I had quite high hopes for Tavon Austin during our draft and then realised that Sam Bradford was going to miss the season. Yeah, I kind of the, the night of that draft actually for the listeners to be filled in on. Draft was uh, done. Ter- or DJ took Tavon Austin, and I think within about ten minutes, as NFL Network was on in the background, we had news of Sam Bradford's injury. And then within an hour, we had that uh, it looked like it was an ACL injury out for the season. So, not not the best pick ever made there, DJ, in regards to timing, was it? Yeah, Colin, I picked Stephen Ridley number one overall <laughs> last season, and a history of bad picks here from DJ. Yeah, well, Jimmy Graham was the number one pick this year, and I think that was a very good pick, and hopefully Jimmy will be back for the Saints next game there on the bye week this week, which has decimated my team by also rooting out Kyrie Robinson. So, Charles Clay is my starting tight end in week six. So, William Timoney, if you're listening in, congratulations on Charles Clay probably winning the game for you, because... I don't really see Clay putting up massive points in this week. Yeah, playing the Packers this week, DJ. But uh, we mentioned first we're on the Rams game against the 49ers. I'm going to give a win here, actually, for the Rams. The 49ers have been kind of spluttering a little bit on offense over the last few weeks. Got the win against the Chiefs at home last week, and you know they're they're starting to play a little bit better. But I'm going to give a win here for the Rams. They they have been playing quite decent over the last few weeks. Put up good points last week, and that kind of attempt of a comeback against the Philadelphia Eagles and I like the defensive pieces they have so I think they match up well with both the division teams that being the Seattle Seahawks and the 49ers so I think they give the 49ers a run for their money here and I think being at home I'm just going to give them a slight advantage and give them the win so a win here for the St. Louis Rams DJ mentioned there the fantasy football teams I guess we'll mention some of the overtime Ireland teams there's one of the leagues where actually 5-0 and and DJ in the stand sports league which 5-0 and is uh, quite impressive if I do say so myself but Enjoying a lot of the fantasy football this year. A few of my leagues not going too well. A few of them started off very good, but you know, a few losses in the last few weeks kind of toned down the mood. I know I'm getting a lot of stick from the guys in our money league. First loss, I went four and zero. Was five and one or four and one now? Sorry. So looking for a win here this weekend, or the pressure will really start to get on me. And Calvin Johnson hasn't performed the last few weeks. So as a Packers fan, some joy in Calvin Johnson not playing well. But as a fantasy football fan, not too good. But DJ, a lot of stuff going on in the fantasy football. We obviously have our Pick'em League. If you want to join in that, look for the links on our Twitter feed. You can still join in, take your points from you know, your current picks over into our league. So be sure and join in that. And 
obviously any of the guys that are taking part in the Overtime Ireland Leagues and of course our OTI Dynasty League which we're going well into a lot of fun fantasy football James McGuire will have up his picks of stardom set him up on the site as you listen to this so be sure and get over and check those out Mike Flynn is up on the website again and he has our stats of the week all up and you can check out the extra point that's from Mike Flynn fantastic stuff you can impress your friends at the weekend with all the all the stats and knowledge that you'll have and Mike Flynn is you set up for that so DJ we've talked through all the games so far but we want to get to the main part of the show now obviously we have Pat Murray kicker of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and really enjoyed having him on during the off season when he was trying to get a spot on the roster but he's got the spot there now he is the starting kicker for the team he's had a few big games this season the team is starting to look like they might be coming into a bit of form they've had a good performance against the Steelers which they won unlucky last week against the New Orleans Saints so big game for them this weekend against the Ravens which we both give wins to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers so joined now on the show by Pat Murray so let's get into that right now the OTI Red Zone, presented by OvertimeIreland.com. Back on the podcast for a second appearance. We had him on during the preseason when he was trying to make his way onto the roster. He's made his way onto the final 53 now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the adopted kicker of the OTI podcast. How's it going, Pat? Thanks for coming back on to talk with us. Yeah, doing very well. How's it going yourself? Uh, doing very good. I uh, really enjoyed the last time I had you on. We talked about both your father and your uncle and the, the whole Gaelic uh, tradition in the family playing both for Monaghan, but you've been putting that uh, strong leg to good use over the last few weeks in the in the NFL. Yeah, you know, I guess the Murray jeans have definitely passed on to me and I've been using them pretty well, I guess. We talked to you in the off-season, you were trying to make the final roster. What has it been like, your transition, since making the final roster? And when you got the news that you were going to be kept on for the season, at the start of the season, how did that, how did that feel to you? Must have been a great achievement. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a dream come true. The first person I called is obviously my dad. He's a major reason why I'm here. I definitely wouldn't be in this position without him. He's taught me everything I know about kicking a ball. Uh, but, you know, it's been the same mentality I've had from training camp on that I was a better guy and I was going to prove it and you know I've done that through the first five weeks of the season and got plenty more weeks to keep proving it you mentioned they're you know beating out the competition becoming the starter what was the transition like from when you're the backup sometimes or you're the man trying to get into that position maybe the pressure's not as much on your shoulders then when you get into the position there's a bit more expected of you what has that their transition been like for you or has it just been something you've taken in your stride yeah it's just been something I've taken in stride I don't feel any pressure or extra pressure I'll say um, you know I just have to go out there and do my job I've been trained to do my job extremely well uh, so I just rely on all the practice kicks that I've done and you know my dad's kind of instilled this mentality in me where it doesn't matter what the situation is or who I'm going up against I've been trained better I've been coached better I've been prepared better so you just go out there and do it. You said a tough loss in Week five against the New Orleans Saints in overtime. Not really much you could have done about it. You had a big kick from fifty-five yards in that game. Very impressive. But how have the team reacted to that defeat? It must have, you know you put up such a good performance, looked very strong throughout the game, but just fell a little bit short in the end against a divisional opponent. How is the team reacting and preparing for this week for for Baltimore? Yeah, that's the way football goes. That's the way sports go in general, you know. Um, but you know, you're upset about it for a little bit, but you can't dwell on it. You have to really pick yourself up and get ready for this Baltimore team, which our team has done really well. We've had our practice yesterday, flying around, just excited for Sunday to get here. And I'm sure you're going to tell me that it's all in the distant past, but this is a massive win against the Steelers two weeks ago, and you had a major part in that with a, a number of field goals in that game and a number of PATs after touchdowns. Big win. Was it a, what did you feel like getting that first win in the NFL personally for you and also for the team? 
Oh, that's something special. I mean, I definitely like coming back to a locker room with guys smiling and cheering rather than being upset, that's for sure. Um, but like you say, that's in the distant past. Uh, you definitely want that feeling again, yeah. so you just have to get ready for Sunday to play against Baltimore. Yeah, you'll be hoping for that feeling in your first home win. That was on the road, obviously, so you'll be hoping for a big home win this weekend against the Baltimore Ravens, I'm sure. But what has the- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, our fans need something to cheer about, so we hopefully give that to them on Sunday. Has there been much different to mention the transition from kicking in college compared to the NFL? Oh, the guys are definitely bigger, that's for sure. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, I've got the best long snapper, I think, in the NFL, and Andrew DePaula, and the best holder in Michael Keenan, and we work tirelessly at our jobs, and we've been pretty successful so far. Um, so, as far as that, the post is the same size, the field's still 100 yards long, it's just kicking a football, I just have to go out there and do it. You mentioned there, you know, some of the people maybe not talked about on the field, the long snapper and the holder and so on. There's a lot of kicks being missed around the NFL this season. We've seen a number of kickers, in, in particular in Detroit, you know, change around with Matt Prater in there now at the moment. What's the toughest part of actually kicking between the trees, between the snap, the hold and the kick? What do you find is the toughest or is it, is it just all going together to make it work? Well, everybody has a certain job to do. It all starts with the long snapper, obviously, getting the ball back there the holder putting it down in the right spot and the kicker coming through, keeping his head down and putting the ball through. So it's a combination of everything. Uh, everything has to go right for the ball to go through. And if something does go wrong, you have other guys there. See, the snap's not perfect or the hold's not perfect. I have to make it right. And, it, you know, kicks will be missed. Kickers will miss. And, you know, not everybody can be perfect, but you just have to be able to come back from it. You had that career-long kick of 55 yards against the Saints, and that was in a dome this past weekend and you usually play outdoors obviously but with a question from Connor Philpott you know well from Cork he met you over there at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers training camp as well this off season yeah. but you were playing in the dome there he wants to know the difference in playing in a dome and playing outdoors Have you noticed, did you notice much of a difference when you were in the Superdome? Well I'll tell you what the Superdome is definitely the loudest environment I've ever played in <laughs> um, so there's a major difference there obviously all the noise is kept inside and as far as the surface um, you know, that was turf. We play on grass here in Raymond James Stadium, so that's a bit of a difference. And the wind can definitely make a difference as well. Um, where, as in a dome, every kick is a pure kick. You're just hitting it straight. If you're playing outdoors, you might have to cheat it a little left or right, depending on where the, which way the wind is blowing, you know? And you had also, I mentioned, a, a 50-yard yeah, 50 field goal there in the season, a 55-yard field goal in that one. But this game now coming up at the weekend, obviously outdoors, weather dependent, and you can tell me that. But uh, you're coming up against the Ravens of the game, is on the line, say, two points behind, coming up for a kick with a couple of seconds to go. Is there a range where you find yourself particularly confident? You know, I mentioned that 55-yarder indoors. Would you go for the 55-yarder outdoors with confidence as well? Yeah, yeah, I've kicked thousands of 55-yarders in training and in practice, so if they need me to hit a 55-yarder, I'll go put it through. Yeah, that'll be that'll be great to see this upcoming weekend. But just first, before we finish, both personally and for the team for the rest of the season, what's your hopes? I'm sure you're going to say it starts with a win on Sunday. Definitely starts with a win on Sunday, and our ultimate goal has been from the beginning to win the Super Bowl. And there's no individual goals on my part. I'm focused on the team and helping them get to the Super Bowl. Obviously, with the way that division's gone, it 
you know, one and four record at the moment, but the rest of the division hasn't started off with the Florida. We mentioned you had that loss to the Saints last weekend. They haven't started off a lot of people talking at the start of the season about them going for the Super Bowl. So no reason why things can't be turned around in Tampa Bay and it's very early days yet. So best of luck this weekend. Patton, thanks for coming on to talk to us once again. Hope to hope to talk to you down the line in the future and just keep doing what you're doing in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. Hi, this is former NFL offensive lineman Ross Tucker, the host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, and you are listening to the Overtime Ireland Podcast. So, Nigel, that was Pat back on the show. A lot of fun talking with him. Best of luck to him this weekend, and I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will have it really close in that game. Hopefully, they'll get the win in the end. The OTI Lock of the Week. Yeah, DJ, you give your lock of the week earlier in the show, obviously, you said the Denver Broncos to beat the New York Jets in the Meadowlands Stadium. I was tempted to go in my game with the San Diego Chargers, but I'm going to have to go with the hometown decision and go with the home team and go with the Green Bay Packers traveling on the road to face the Miami Dolphins. I think they'll just have too much for the Dolphins in this game. The Packers hopefully have turned the corner, looking good over the last few weeks. And, you know, they're at around a, around a three-point favourite, three-and-a-half-point favourite in this one, and uh, I'm going to go with the Packers uh, minus the point as my lock of the week. As I mentioned, DJ, at the start of the show, obviously we've linked up with Paddy Power. Be sure and check that out on the website, the right-hand side of the page. You can sign up there onto the site of Paddy Power, and you'll get some match bets and so on, some free bets, and they'll just check out all the terms and conditions they've got there, some excellent offers for you. Best betting company for betting on the NFL, in my opinion. Spoken like a true employee. We'll also have on Sunday night, DJ, another competition closest to correct score for one of the Sunday night slate of games. It'll be in that second slate of games. So we'll be looking for your suggestions as to which game on Sunday evening. So be sure and stay tuned to the Twitter feed for that. A few jerseys sent out, or a few t-shirts sent out over the last few days. And away, one of them to America, one of them to Scotland. So going international here with all the OTI t-shirts. Thank you, as always, for spreading the word off the podcast. Please do subscribe to us on your relative device, whether you're using iTunes, Stitcher, or so on. Downloading multiple devices does help us as well, so be sure if you want to do that, rate, subscribe us, and so on. Keep spreading the word. So, DJ, until we come back late Monday, early Tuesday, with our Week 6 recap show, I guess all that's left to say is, I'm Colin. And I'm DJ. And until then, have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.